Welcome to another Distinct Nostalgia by MIM. Brought to you in partnership with Life Rooms and Mercy Care NHS Foundation Trust. Staying well, staying home. We're continuing our Distinct Nostalgia Tuesday specials, where we like to showcase something different. It might be a series of special interviews with a theme, a documentary, a delve into the MIM archive, or it could be a new drama or comedy. This time it's another drama, as we bring you Sylvia. Written by Leslie Strachan and directed by Colin Guthrie, Sylvia is a powerful exploration of the relationship between Sylvia, Emmeline and Christabel, the Pankhursts. Set at the beginning of the 20th century, it follows the struggles and conflicts experienced by these suffragettes during the fight for the right to vote. Enjoy! This programme is a distinct drama presentation. Sylvia by Leslie Strachan I say, with no fear of contradiction, that whatever view posterity may take, Mrs. Pankhurst has won for herself a niche in the Temple of Fame which will last for all time. If Mrs. Pankhurst did not make the women's movement, she set the heather on fire. Richard, now. Do you want me to take him, Sylvia? No, he's fine, Laura. If I took him, you could rush the platform like the old days. We are here to honour, and I welcome to the stage... Mrs. Flora Drummond. Hmm. Flora's got a formal invite, I see. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Baldwin. And now, I'd like to read a telegram from Mrs. Pankhurst's daughter, Christabel. Currently Eldest daughter. You and Adela are completely States. forgotten. Christabel couldn't make the effort to attend, yet they would rather read her telegram than even invite you. Nothing changes, Laura. I should have, after all this time. I mean, about Christabel. She came to the funeral two years ago, but come to watch Mother's statue being erected within rushing distance of the Houses of Parliament? That would be twice in our whole life she has had to take second place. Miss Pankhurst? Is it... Sylvia Pankhurst? Yes. I'm a reporter for the Evening Standard. Could I have your thoughts on today's ceremony for our readers? No, thank you. We are leaving. Good day. Yes, but Miss Pankhurst, it is such a momentous occasion. Stanley Baldwin himself unveiling your mother's statue. A vindication of your mother's singular struggle so many years ago. My mother was not the only one to struggle. No, indeed. Christabel masterminded the movement, of course. If she were here today, I'm sure her thoughts would I'm sure you're right. Please excuse me. If you'd ever speak to me about the inside family story, here's my card. I'd be very interested to hear what you have to say. You don't know what you're talking about. Too young to know. Sylvia did more hunger strikes, more thirst strikes... No, need, no, please. You took a different path. Fair to say, isn't it? Did you ever regret it? I think my mother had more to regret than I ever did. If you'd been a reporter in 1914, you might have understood. Don't talk to me, Sylvia. You hear me, Sylvia? We're here. As a common, so are hundreds of others. Daisy, go first, go first. Here, Sylvia, lean on me. Don't let them take me away, Julia. You understand this, don't you? 
I'm staying here on these steps until Asquith agrees to meet your deputation. If he refuses, you know. Get away from that immediately. There's no place for you. Oh, leave her, leave her. We're just going to sit on the steps. We don't want to enter with. Just going to get on back out the way. She's staying here. Take your hands off. She's just out of jail. Still on hunger strike. We're not leaving, so don't try to make us. Go back there before she causes any damage. We're not here to cause damage. We just want a hearing to be heard like any citizen of this country. This isn't acting like citizens. Threats to die on the steps of the commons. We've heard all about it. Come on. Up with you. Up. No speeches. Thank you, sir. Now up you get me. Come on. I will not leave these steps. Careful, Sylvia. Please, please don't. She's so ill. I won't leave unless Asquith consents to meet the deputation. All right, you can never be. What? Who are you, sir? George Lansbury. I've come from the Prime Minister himself. Do as you're told. Sylvia, Sylvia, can you hear me? You can stop now. He consents. Asquith, he's agreed to meet you. When? Well, that was just a trick. He spoke to me himself in two days' time. Not me. The women from the East End, he must hear from them. Yes, yes, but Sylvia, really, you have to leave here now. Sylvia? Yes? Yes, come on. Home now. You've won. Please. We're a long way off from that, Daisy. Help me up. Make way. Make way there. Let us through. Please, take a seat, ladies. There, at the table. Thank you, Mr Asquith, sir, for seeing us. We are private in my office at number 10. So there will be no need to raise your voices. I have agreed to hear you out. Please, begin. Mrs... Uh, uh, Mrs Julia Skirr. Sir, Mr Asquith, you, you spend your time dealing with problems in the education and care of children and housing. It seems unwise and unjust to legislate without the help of women. We are taxed the same as men, obey the same laws, yet we have no voice in these matters. from 8 o'clock to 6 o'clock and I'm a mother and the breadwinner in my family. Men working in the same factory have time for lunch simply because they are men. But the women and girls, if we were fortunate enough to get lunch, had not a place to eat it and were forced to take it into the lavatory. My daughter has a mental deficiency and after a bad turn, she was taken to the Poplar Workhouse. When I went in the next morning, she was in a padded room. I asked why and they said, you have no voice here. Only the father has the right we to ask. We women of East London are much concerned with the social conditions of our district. They earn more there than we do. Men working under these conditions through their trade unions and through their vote would say, we cannot tolerate this sweated labour. We are only asking that we have the same voice as them. Hmm. Thank you for coming today. I will take all these things into consideration. I have found listening to this deputation... Well, you have informed me in a way that the more criminal activity has not. If we are going to give a franchise measure to women, we must make it a democratic one. It is no good tinkering with a matter of this kind. Would they have known how to behave, Mother? They couldn't possibly. 
Sylvia gave them some training in public speaking before she went to Holloway the last time. It's all about undermining Christabel. I'm just glad your father isn't alive to see this. Will you go to London, Christabel? Uh, of course not. She can't lead the movement from inside Holloway. Sylvia must come to Paris. No need. Oh, Christabel. I'll go and get her if you like. <laughs> I think not, Adela. The two of you in cahoots. We can't have this infighting. The only beneficiaries are the government. Then, Mother, you go. Oh. I don't trust Adela. <sighs> Tell Sylvia she's expelled. Mother's too ill to travel. And you expelled her in January. She's acting as an independent. Nora's funding it. She's cut the ground from under your feet. It's a direct challenge to us. We will not bargain for the vote. Burn, maybe. Not bargain. It's Hardy, really, of course. She wouldn't have access without Hardy. I don't think Keir was there. This is a woman's fight. He'll claim it was all his work and will be expected to be ever grateful. They haven't been together for a while. Oh, they've never been together. Please stop that talk. We have God's backing. Stop militancy now. We lose the advantage. Well, in truth, I can't travel. But she is to desist from this display in the East End. Let others debate and compromise, but of course, we do not. Men have made vandals of us with their violence. Your hunger strikes are not for nothing. We will not be eclipsed by who my sister is sleeping with. Oh, I can't really believe Hardy would. <laughs> Sylvia is devious, Mother. You don't see it. She's always been jealous of me. And while I am leading from Paris, she thinks after a meeting with her popular friends that the PM will simply give us the vote. Oh, it's all been said before in any case. She's got nothing in writing. No, nothing's changed. Except there is a pending general election. I can't abide disloyalty. Oh, she's idealistic and naive. Enough of this. We need to discuss our stance if war comes. It will be a man's war. We can disregard it. It's God's vengeance for how they have treated us. Oh, I don't see how, Christabel. I think it's time you left, Adela. I s Go to Sylvia and help run the East London Federation. At least be honest about it. I have no intention of doing that. You have always been planning some sort of joint venture with Sylvia. Don't lie to us. Sylvia asked me to join her, but I turned her down. <sighs> Christabel... Why would I spend more time than I have to in Sylvia's company? She barely notices I'm there anyway. None of us do. Have you eaten, Sylvia? Mmm, I had some beans. Oh, I don't know why. When there was meat pudding there and greens, sit down and rest. There's more than enough people here to help. Did you take enough photographs? Yes, plenty. But of the families, ordinary people in the cooperative. I know, Sylvia, really I do. Lady Sybil is very photogenic, but it's not a middle-class story. No profit, no ownership. Sybil probably is in the background somewhere with the children, and Mrs Payne definitely got her nose in. In fact, everyone is having such a lovely time. I've got enough photographs for any eventuality, and we're in time for next week's edition. <sighs> Should I get the doctor? No, it's fine. It will go. Look at these tablecloths we've just had donated. We'll keep them for some special occasion. Oh, Sylvia, you don't look at all well. Ate the beans, did you? You can't do the beans, Sylvia. Your digestion hasn't recovered. Might never do. The meat and the greens are best for you. That's for the families. 400 meals, it'll stretch to 401. I don't want to miss any of the festivities. There won't be much to celebrate once conscription starts. 
Who's playing the brass out there? The rebels brought their instruments. I would have preferred a paintbrush so they could finish the surgery, but oh, it's a good atmosphere. I'll let them have their day. Let's hope Mrs. Pankhurst doesn't appear. Unlikely, I would have thought. Why'd she come here? She's become somewhat jingoistic. Back from Paris. Are they here? Uh, somewhere. Do they know about you? You know, what you've achieved for us? Oh, I'd write and let Mother know what we do here. You write? We don't argue that way. Mm. Sniff it because it's not their idea, eh? The middle class can fund the movement. East End women can't. Very practical, really. I thought Christabel would calm down once she'd banished Adela to Australia. It's hard to believe you're all one family. Fighting for the same cause. Violence is not the way to do it. Hunger and thirst strikes are violence, Sylvia. I have never caused any damage to property or person. Only if you ignore what's being done to your own house. Come on, musical chairs. Everyone in those slackers. <laughs> the children are asking for you, our Sylvia. Afterwards, I want to see you do your grand escape from the police dressed oh, as a man. No. <laughs> they seek her here, they seek her there. <laughs> Always glad to relive that day. Is Lansbury out there? I'll borrow his coat. Sylvia. A surprise to see you, Mother. Pleasure to see you, Mrs Pankhurst. Come, Daisy. We're going out Mrs Payne. Bye-bye. Yes. Good afternoon, Nora. You're well? Very well, thank you, Emmeline. I, too, must go and help with the festivities. Well, Sylvia, have you heard from Adela? Just one letter. She'd arrived. A poor crossing by the sound of it. Christabel was right. She needed to make a life for herself out of your shadow, and it was time to try Australia. Never in my shadow. She'll settle. She didn't want to go. I gave her the ticket and I gave her some money. It's time she stood on her own two feet. I saw a picture of you on a stretcher. I'm improving now. You look... pale, Mother. How long is your licence for? Seven days. You won't have recovered in that time. No. Can you really do this? What choice is there? No action is taken against the men who are inciting a bloodshed in Ireland. I'm given three years because of damage to Lloyd George's property. That property... It's a personal attack on you, the whole policy. I'm not the only one affected. Close to death, you're released. Once recovered, you're arrested again to continue the sentence. You hunger strike. This cannot continue. Oh, they can make time for this type of legislation. Mother, you will never complete three years. The others are younger. But you could die during the course of this. I don't even know who did it. I take the responsibility, of course. It's time you left here, don't you think? Leave here? This worrying in a singular way about the working class, you'll affect the membership. My members are the working class. They won't fund the movement. It's your peers who have funded our activity, who can speak out, who can use their connections. They have done rather well, actually. A very little training helped their confidence. I'm sure. And we do have an offer from the government. But you and Christabel have to take the next step. Which means calling a halt to the militancy. 
The government receives the young Turkish revolutionaries. They've not been asked to cease their violence. Our violence has grown too much. What about the Irish? Is their violence too much? But it seems when women, women, do no more than ring Asquith's doorbell, we are arrested violently and imprisoned. My point is, Mother, we have public opinion behind us for the well, moment. Why is but it, it could... right for men to fight for their freedom and not women? Perhaps we've not gone far enough. Lloyd George told me himself that if the militancy is dropped, he will back us Why in the next... Why would that imp make a promise to you that he actually intended to keep? Tactically. Tactically, it's time to stop. Why is this any different from the empty promises they've made to me in the past? It is different this time. Oh, there's parliamentary time for old age pensions and the Insurance Act, but it's not available for women. Asquith listened. Asquith listened Asquith. to the women from here. Oh, use your head, Sylvia. The honesty of their personal As stories. If you listened. could be trusted to deal with Asquith. He wants democratic reform, the vote for both men and women. And Lloyd George, well, he's a snake, to put it mildly. You are an artist, Sylvia. This is not your place. <sighs> Christabel's arrogance can lose us this opportunity. Your sister knows what she is doing. Christabel is losing the membership. Militancy surrounds us. The papers are full of it. Public places are closed for fear of some militant act. The government is running scared. That is the opportunity. How can you be so blind? You, Annie, Grace, all the leaders have been arrested and either hunger-striking or they are out on licence until re-arrest. It takes longer to recover our health after each jail sentence. Your offices are being raided. You can't be sure your newspaper will be printed. If they find your funds, they will freeze them. Running the campaign from Paris is hardly leading from the front. Your jealousy is unbecoming, Sylvia. Much as your current surroundings. See sense, Mother! Leave the leadership to Christabel. The children still need toys, you see, even in wartime. German imports are prohibited. Our factory will provide work to local women on a fair wage. I can make good profit here, you can be sure. Not for profit, Mrs. Erspigova. Jobs for local women to support their families. The men have gone, no separation allowances coming through, and rents are rising. Families with eight, nine, even ten children. No profit? No, none. How do you pay my salary? Well, yes, of course it must make enough money to pay you and buy the materials. Yes, it has to earn money, but the women must be able to support themselves and their families. For this, you need the profit? Yes, of course, but not more than is necessary. Do you see? Mr Hardy said we would get on. Did he? It is why I am here. Yes, well, he fully recommended you, Regina. Excellent uh, managerial and bookkeeping skills. Yes, I have. To make profit. Sylvia has a marvellous eye. She will design the dolls, and, and we'd like to have a comfortable and creative workplace, Regina. Do you think you can achieve that with the women? They work hard, get good results. We all be happy. Yes. Let's leave Regina to the operational side of the factory, Sylvia. We have the appointment this afternoon. Mr. Selfridge will be with you shortly. Don't get angry, Sylvia. Keep your head screwed on. You saw it though, didn't you? The bacon, the eggs, the cheese. Of course I did. We've just walked through the food hall at Selfridge's. It disgusts me, truly. Nothing is getting through to Poplar. Not even bare essentials. 
and they call it food shortages, but it's plainly untrue. The restaurant is in place. It's working, Sylvia. People are surviving. Surviving? They're getting by and getting on, thanks to you. But you don't run Selfridges. You don't think I can let this pass, do you? We are here to sell dolls, Sylvia. Shouldn't we maintain our concentration on this matter? The government. The British government is starving its own people. Women and children are keeping the docks going. Manning shifts in the factories. Women on cut wages falling ill with malnutrition when food is clearly available. You are doing what you can do, Sylvia. Nobody could do any more. Except the government. Let's see, Mr Selfridge. Let's not talk about this. We need his contract to buy our dolls, Sylvia. This is what we can do to help Daisy, Julia, the pains. Sylvia, please. We need to concentrate This war is not going to be over in a month or two. Too many people are profiting from it. Some women are earning more than they did before the war. They don't earn a man's wage for the man's job they are now doing. Yet they're supporting the same families, but now on one diminished wage. It's true, but... Food prices are soaring and rents have doubled. All this on one wage. Nora, why are you arguing against me? I'm worried. You're taking too much on yourself. There's only one you. We've got the restaurant, the toy factory, the nursery, the doctor's surgery. And there's no more money, Sylvia. I don't have a limitless supply. Mr Selfridge will see you now. Mr Selfridge. My name is Sylvia Pankhurst. Any bombs in your bags, ladies? <laughs> Please don't mistake me for my sister, sir. I have seen a sample of the dolls you're proposing. I regret to tell you I can't take them. Why? Quality and quantity. Quality mostly. They just won't find a place on our shelves. I'm sorry. Improve on that and I will reconsider a good day. Not when those shelves are stacked full of bacon. Do you only sell to the middle class, Mr. Selfridge? I sell to any customer who enters the doors. I'm an American, and I don't ask for the origin of the customer's money. I'm only interested in its destination. And are you a patriot? No, who isn't? Stockpiling food for the middle class? The bacon you have on one shelf alone, we can make hundreds of meals. A food like that has not been seen in the East End since the start of the war. How often do you restock? Daily. Oh, oh I don't know very much. Yes, sit down. My dear lady, I'm not sure why my answer distresses you so. I am running a business. I'm not part of the war effort. I am not part of the war effort, Mr. Selfridge. I am part of the people effort. And as an American, I would expect you to understand. I simply don't. You understand theatre, though, don't you, Mr. Selfridge? Spectacle? Headlines? Well, yes, I think I do. Then you can help me. Sylvia, really, see sense. What's different now is the war. You called a truce an end to militancy. Of course, I'm glad. 
but we have missed it with Asquith. Well, we've buried the hatchet, although we know where to find it again. What manner of truce is it? Christabel needs to be able to return from now, Paris. And now Christabel is returning. We resume the battle for the vote when the war is won. I cannot agree. I'm not asking you to. It's an instruction. You must disband the East London Federation. Do not expect me to give up the fight for the vote and replace it with a fight for war profits. Christabel is returning. It is our patriotic duty. We all have our part to play. There is work to be done here, Mother. Good and useful work. Will you join me in Poplar to help run the cost price restaurant? I will not. Help me run a factory? But this is tiresome, Sylvia. It would be more patriotic if you were to get the men to join up and get the war over and done with. You are helping the war effort. Of course. Militancy on a grand scale. It is necessary. Father would never have agreed with this. Never. Resist the temptation to tell me what Richard would or would not have done, thought or agreed with. You know I'm right. You wanted the militancy ceased? Well, it is. Distasteful as it is to deal with Lloyd George. I think Father would have denounced everything you and Christabel have done in the past three years. He would have been against this war. You were going against everything he stood for. He would have been very disappointed about how you have undermined both me and your sister. I have never gone against you, Mother. I have never spoken out. I've followed my own conscience and I've taken my own action. I thought of him often when I was in Holloway and I have never done anything to make him ashamed. If you think he would approve of your liaison with a married man twice your age, then you really have forgotten what your father was all about. We're not talking about Keir. No, Sylvia, we're not. He's gravely we're ill. We're talking about everything you are doing and saying. The labouring class, well, yes, they need help. But how many are you helping by running a factory? Producing your own newspaper rather than contributing to ours. Running restaurants and milk distribution depots. Oh, it's laudable, indeed it is. But you need to be thinking ahead. Your father, our whole family, have always campaigned for a better future. Women and children are starving. In these very streets now. That's stunt. Turning up at the Prime Minister's office to deliver bacon and cheese. The bacon and cheese, it made a big impact on him. Food supplies started making their way into the East End the very next week. Families can eat now if their wages allow it, of course, which is the next thing Playing that Playing second fiddle to Hardy's wife. Do you think because he keeps her in Scotland she won't know about you, do you? Have you lost your wits? What do you think that says about us as a family? I want votes for women and I won't stop. What would be the good of the vote without a country to vote in? Have you considered this? We can't eat the vote. Did you think of that? When women can vote, we influence government policy on food prices. But when? After the war. How many women and children must die in their own homes? As long as they're not evicted from them first, that is. The militancy stops for the duration of the war. The separation allowances, pitifully inadequate as they are, remain unobtainable without marriage certificates. Who has the money for a certificate when you can't even afford to buy food for your family? Christabel will announce the truth shortly. We should face the fact. Women will never get the vote while vast numbers of men don't have it either. When we work I didn't together... I realise you had departed so far from the movement. If the movement doesn't move, then yes, you're right. Women are best. Women starving and tortured in jail. It's a wasteful strategy. It's a dead end. I should know. Don't play the martyr. We've had martyrs. 
We've had funerals, we've been attacked by the police, by members of the public, and the king will only remember he lost the derby because of poor Emily's mistake. It did nothing to move our cause forward. It wasn't a mistake. Either way, mother, it was pointless. A waste. It was what she wanted. Well, I don't want it. I want to help people live. For the average family in Poplar, every day is about surviving. Now the middle classes don't understand this. Oh, they enjoy having their hearts touched and then they move on to the next experience. They fund most of what you are doing. None of this, your enterprise, would be possible without Nora's inheritance. Both she and I want to help the woman who has nothing to eat save milk for her baby. To help the wife of a docker who has nothing but boiled bread on the so table. So do I, Sylvia. Don't use my own arguments against me. Do you think I don't remember such things? They're not new, Sylvia. But winning the war must come first. Running a factory, providing work at a good rate, not for profit for the owners, but to support the community. I will prove that this can work. And what manner of factory exactly? Toys. Toys. The work should be in the munitions factories, supporting the war effort, supporting our country. To do anything else is treason. I'm ashamed. You didn't used to be ashamed of socialism. I've learned much over the past ten years. I cannot be ashamed of a community that can feed itself, clothe its children, and can take them to the doctor without fear of the cost. What is shameful in this? This is what I work towards. This is the future that I am working towards. You are friend or foe, Sylvia. It is really that simple. As you say, Mother. Read it back. Keir Hardy has been the greatest human being of our time. Fate fitly named this man who was braver and more steadfast than the general humankind. Keir, Rock, was his mother's name, Hardy, his father's. He was a child of nature, akin to the Scotch Moors. But he had always the heart of the child near to God and the child's eager, fresh outlook on things beautiful and new. It's too personal, Sylvia. Please, let us not publish it. You will be criticised. People won't understand. He cannot pass unacknowledged. The Labour Party would not exist without him, the first Labour MP. For years he was on his own. He fought for the unemployed. Look how he fought for us. Of course. Of course. But, my dear friend, you must not be so public about this. Your mother will be displeased. She published a cartoon, a nasty cartoon about him in her newspaper. Keir von Hardy, why? Why now, what this war has done to us all? He was a socialist. That's anti-patriotic for your mother. She thinks ill of me too. How can she when they were father's views? He taught us to be international. He would have spoken out against the war. Oh, Sylvia. I'm Adela in Australia. She seems to resent me. Christabel and mother in Kensington, which may as well be a different continent to me here in East London. Come and live with me for a while, Sylvia. You're tired. Overwrought. I am very tired. It's true. But I'll stay here. 
How can I leave when life gets difficult? The families here can't leave. I've left the world you live in, Nora, and, dear friend, as fond as I am of you, I don't want to go back to it. The comfortable, protected, unrealistic life that surely has no future. How do you manage to live in the two worlds? I do it for you. To be with you. In whatever you do, you make me feel brave, Sylvia. You're very kind, Nora. Please, let us finish the obituary. Miss Bathurst. So, I interrupt. But you inspect the stock this morning. You hold some back. I must know why. Yes, Regina, they were not of the standard. I'm finding I must inspect far more regularly than I would wish. Which workers produce poor goods? We must stop their wages. Uh, no, Regina, that is not the way. You are to supervise. You could spend more time with them while they are working and encourage them. Where were you this morning? I start 10 o'clock, as you kindly agreed last month. As a clerical worker, not suitable that I do same hours as factory workers. So you say, Regina. What progress with Selfridges? Many apologies, Miss Pankhurst. No delivery note. So they won't pay? They say we must prove delivery before they pay, foolish driver. I see it as more of a clerical error, Regina. Please ensure this does not occur again. I personally supervise from now on. The wages bill this week, Miss Pankhurst. I think you see my proposal. It reduced wages bill dramatically. Regina, if the women cannot support themselves and their families, then I wouldn't run this factory. We pay the men's minimum wage and I will not move from this. Other factories, they pay less and produce the same product, but make more money. I do understand the concept, Regina. I wish you understood ours. Miss Bankhurst, I admire your words. You win arguments on behalf of poor residents of Poplar. Who am I? I'm looking for you to manage the factory to the best of your ability. We have people who can help us train our women. Mr. Niederhofer can check some of the standards after he has finished training the new workers. We don't need a German to show us. Thank you, Miss Pankhurst. I go to the line. I don't think Regina is with us in a spirit of social solidarity. For women's emancipation? For socialism. Peace? <laughs> Are we doing the right thing, though, Sylvia? Yes. So many men are going to war because there are no jobs. It's an income. If the separation allowances actually came through for the families left behind, I could accept that. Yet the men forget to fill in the forms. The committee misplaces them, and so women watch their children die and then fade away themselves. There is terrible suffering in the trenches, Sylvia. Support for the war is increasing... As are profits in certain companies. There is a lack of ammunition at the front. Uniforms. Basics. There are many making their life's fortune in this war. They do not come across our threshold, of course. We don't see them in the cost-price restaurant or the milk depot. I do wonder... I cannot be party to lining their pockets. Children are dying, Nora. In the street, in their very homes. You've seen the paper about your mother. She's helping the recruiting campaign on behalf of the government. A poor photo of Christabel. She won't be pleased. 
Not refused a pastry in Paris, it would seem. And now enlisting women to work in the munitions factory. To take the jobs left by the men at half their wages. From suffragette to exploiter without missing a step. Perhaps it is to increase pressure for the vote when the war is over. When the war is over, my mother will have turned Tory. And my father will have turned in his grave. get you some tea. You're pregnant? Yes. At 45? Yes, mother. I've wanted a child for some time. You probably never knew. The Italian socialist is the father. Silvio? Yes, of course. When will you marry? We are not getting married. Oh, no need to? Well, no, there is no need to. <laughs> I've put up with many things from you as a daughter. Your pro-German propaganda. Never that, Mother. Anti-war stance. Your communism. Yeah. Your envy of Christabel. But this, oh, this is too much, too much. Oh, Mother, do take a seat. Calm down, we'll have some tea. I will not sit at your table. How will the world look at me now? The world is not looking at you. The world hasn't looked at you since the end of the war. Ten years, Mother. You should be used to it by now. This is your revenge. You have done this to humiliate me. Humiliate! It has been some time since I've done anything in my life related to you. This brings a whole family into disgrace. I really can't have it, Sylvia. Then don't have it, Mother. This is not for you to have. I want a family. That's it. It's simple. But why? How can that be your question? Why do I want a family? How can my own mother... Ask that question. You've had two families. You haven't paid either of them much attention. Two daughters to do Christabel's bidding. Two brothers died. Now you have the war babies being looked after somewhere by someone. Unless they were Christabel. Adela is a mother in Australia. Why shouldn't I have a family? She is married. I am 45 years old. I am very grateful to have this baby. And I would like you, just this once, to be happy for me, Mother. To be happy. Oh, you are a strange, ungrateful woman, Sylvia. Never a thought for others. Just forge ahead with no consideration for others. Utterly selfish, completely self-centred. This is the pot calling the kettle black, I must say. Did you think about the fact that I've been doing a series of talks about the need for greater morality? Did you think, before standing as a Tory MP in Whitechapel, in Whitechapel... Did you think about me, my home, for so many years during the war and after? Nothing to do with you. The Pankhurst name, known for its left-wing associations, for its humanity since father's time, now brandishes its name in a Tory campaign in the East End. Thank the Lord you were trounced, as you should have been, as you ought to have been, for betraying father's ideals, for flying them in my face, in my home. You've lived a public life with no consideration for your family. We did your bidding, followed Christabel's orders, gave up our own interests. You were not so gifted. Gave up our own interests, went where you sent us. Poor Freddie couldn't even read because you wouldn't let him have glasses. Do not bring your brother into this. Send Adela to Australia and turned her against oh, you me. You rewrite history. Enough. Yes, it is enough. Is it so wrong to ask you to get married? Yes, it's wrong. It's wrong because who are you to ask? 
How have you earned the right to ask anything more of me? Christabel is not married. She's not pregnant. And we know why. Christabel is away. Don't talk about Christabel. And you will be away shortly and this will be dropped from your mind. You have brought shame to our name. This way the name will continue. The child won't have the father's name? No. It will be a Pankhurst. And if it's a boy, Richard. Your father's name? Richard, Kia, Pethick, Pankhurst. I see. It's a tribute to those who have helped him in my life. I will need your help, Mother. I would appreciate your help. I came out here to Woodford to ask you why you were doing this to me and with this Italian. I don't have the strength anymore. This is what you have achieved, Sylvia. No government could achieve it. I don't have the strength to go on. I hope that you can find a way to be happy for me, Mother. You will have a grandchild you can see. I will never be able to do that. You mustn't blame yourself for your mother's death. Many do. One reason I was not invited here today. She died at 70 years old. Her health was wrecked from years of hunger strikes. She just could not come to terms with my family life. It was never an easy relationship between the two of you. How could she be satisfied with the vote only given to women over 30? Men got it at 21. Almost all working women excluded because they had no property. I could never agree about that. But look where we are now. Equal suffrage achieved two years ago for both men and women. She lived to witness that. She refused to see Richard, her grandson. I tried. I would have carried on trying. If you had married Silvio... I would have to give up my nationality if I married Silvio. As a woman. I know. You might have become a target for the fascists too. Maybe deported. Unlike husbands of foreign nationals who don't lose their nationality upon marriage. No. You didn't explain that to her, though. No. She was too stubborn. A family trait, perhaps? You know, she didn't want to marry father at first. Well, she adored him, of course, it wasn't that. But in the beginning, she despised convention. She had wanted a free union. Mm. I suppose, looking at her life, she never wanted to conform. She could do, and she could say the most outrageous thing without appearing outrageous. Uh, yes. She was the suffragette. With my father, she followed a radical path. Though we were in the way, of course. Five children. She treated us like adults practically from birth. Father was first in her life, then Christabel. Childhood memories are not always reliable, Sylvia. You must forgive her. I can't. I can't forgive that in a matter of months she went from suffragette to recruiting sergeant. For a government we had spent years fighting. A cynical about turn. A sad anticlimax of her life. Sylvia, why are you upsetting yourself? In some ways, I realise 
I lived the life my mother had wanted for herself. I see. And I don't think she could ever forgive me that. In Sylvia by Leslie Strachan, Sylvia Pankhurst was played by Helen Corbett and Emmeline Pankhurst by Jill Batty. Nora Smythe was played by Simona Hughes, Julia Skur by Sheila Burbage, Daisy Parsons, Jessica Hammett, Regina Hespergova, Alina Bashinska, and Mrs. Payne by Leslie Strachan. Christabel was played by Louisa Peed, Asquith by Ian Recorden, Mr. Selfridge, Richard Brent, George Lansbury, Martin South, The Reporter, Jonathan Tilly, and Stanley Baldwin by Matthew Flexman. The play was recorded on location with technical presentation by Colin Guthrie and Ruth Sullivan. Original music was composed and performed by Tamara Douglas Morris, and the brass players were from Waltham Forest Brass. The play was directed by Colin Guthrie. Sylvia was a Leslie Strachan production. This programme was a Distinct Drama presentation. Don't forget to subscribe to Distinct Drama wherever you get your podcasts, where more new dramas will be released in coming weeks and months. <laughs>